This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. The year is 2022. Great time to be alive. So today, guys, we're going to go over the leaderboard quickly so far week to date and then we have a super super exciting interview for you today so this is going to be our brand new sales manager this gentleman just qualified last night officially and he is technically our youngest sales manager of all time that sounds very dramatic Landon huh so we're going to have Landon Biddix as uh, as an interviewer here and his upline is Marsha. So Marsha is going to do an interview with Landon. And we're going to capture some real nuggets here. This guy was born after I graduated college. So Landon, thank you for making me feel old. I appreciate that. Okay. So let's go first the, the leaderboard quickly. Again, very early in the week, we are at 20 applications. Uh, just chugging, chugging, chugging. Let's see here this week. We are, so Carrie Wysong is on top. So she has six deals already for 3309. Uh, Jamel had nice day yesterday, three deals for Jamel. He is at 2842. Sergio Chacon out of New Mexico, our part-timer. He got uh, two deals for over 2000. Then uh, Tristan, very steady, another nice deal, 1591. John Cranford, another deal, 1283. Erica is doing her thing, two deals a day, 12.08. Jamar is probably not happy. He only had one for 1,200. Still not a bad day in the office for 1,200. Then we have Sean Chadwell had a deal for 8.91. Landon had a deal for almost 700. And Brandon Rodriguez, one deal for 2.46. And Zora did, I believe, a small uh, child policy. So... That's it. But now it, the real highlight of today, guys, is going to be Marsha and Landon. So let me just set everything up here. So we're going to pin both of you here. Oh. Just a sec. There's so many people on the screen. It's tough to get the the right pins here. Okay. So, okay. So I think we are ready, Marsha. So I'm just going to go and and shut up and and let you take over from here. So go ahead. Okay. So um, let me find, I don't see, there's Landon. Okay. I was trying to find him in our Hollywood squares. (laughs) Um, So Landon, tell us how old you are and where are you from? I'm 22 years old. I'll be uh, 23 in October, and I live in Hickory, North Carolina. 
Okay. So you're going to be 23. What day in October? October 6th. All right. See, I need to know these things so I don't miss it. I hate missing birthdays. <laughs> All right. So tell me what you were like. What was Landon like as a 13 or 14 year old boy? Well, the younger Landon was, um, he was always eager to learn new things, um, very outgoing. Um, I also hung out with older people um, in my friend group, especially my brother and his his friends um, throughout school. And I was always outside playing sports. You know, that's where I, that's basically where I lived was outside when I was younger. Now, what kind of sports do you like the best? Um, baseball, t uh, technically, I played that in college. Uh, but when I was younger, I played um, football and basketball as well. Okay. So did you have aspirations to take it to the pro level or I think most guys probably did? Yeah, absolutely. That was the that was the end goal, the end dream. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and here I am. Well, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> now, how long have you been doing insurance? Um, I've had my life insurance license for about a year and a half now. And when did you, I know you came on with us a while back, but it's really this year you started to jump in seriously. Like beginning of the year was like your starting time for being full on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did um, some final expense last year. Um, I was one of those guys that didn't make it but a month or two. Um, and then I went and got a full-time job after college. Um, and then I started part-time here at the beginning of this year. And then I'm into my third full-time month. Excellent. Okay. So now you've done your insurance. How important do you feel with what you've been doing that it is to tap into your warm market? I think it's very important. I think that's the um, very first step that you need to do if you're wanting to build a team. Because um, nobody knows you more than your family and your friends. And they're going to see you. They're going to see you grow. They're going to see you develop. And they're going to be wanting to know what you do and um, they're going to trust you more. And um, it'll be a whole lot easier to bring them on, um, start building your team and then tap into their warm market and then so on and so forth. Okay. Now, um, training, we offer a fair bit of training. How important do you feel it is to plug into our morning daily training and our rookie roundtable? Very important. That's um that's the gas for the tank. I mean, it's no different than, um, you know, playing baseball. We had trainings at 5 a.m. We had um, trainings at 7. Then we had um, practice all day long. So, I mean, you have to practice every single day to perfect your craft. It takes 10,000 plus hours to be um, considered Hall of Fame level. Um, so you've got to practice every day, put in the reps and um, keep perfecting your craft. All right. I agree. Now, how many apps would you say that you have submitted so far since you've gone full-time in this last 90 days? So the last 90 days I've done uh, 51 paid apps and um, those paid were 46,189. Not bad for three months. Looks like you're in the right spot, my friend. Okay. So was it scary for you or did anybody help you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You helped me uh, a lot on, along the way, get me started. Um, but it was scary at first, you know, transitioning from part-time to full-time, um, 
but you know, I just trusted the system, trusted the process, and leaned on everybody here, um, and they helped me along the way. Okay. Um, what do you think was the very easiest thing about jumping in full time, and what was the hardest? Uh, the easiest part was probably just you know following the system. I mean, it's laid out here. It's it's elementary level as far as what to do. Um, everything's laid out here for you. And the hardest part is probably just staying consistent. You've got to, um, especially if you're working from home, you've got to wake up every single day. You've got to get out of your bed, walk into your office, and turn that switch to start working. Um, staying consistent, making your dials every single day. Um, and I, I technically believe that the money is made once you initially pick up that phone in the morning. They used to tell us... Uh... You make your dials on the phone and you pick it up in the home for us old school people that used to actually go to their houses, but it's the same difference. You, If you're not setting appointments, you're not making money. So now, right now you're on A leads, right? Mm -hmm. But you started like everybody else on B leads. When did you know that you were ready to make that switch? Yeah, so um, I initially um, got 500 B leads um, and then... Um, out of those 500 B leads, I made five sales, uh, started some cash flow. And then at that point, I knew that um, once I could sell a few, get some cash flow built up, then I knew it was time to jump into A leads so I could have more time. Um, and then after that, I've been on a consistent A lead standing lead order, um, you know, ever since I started. What would you what would you say the very best tip is that. Um, made a difference for you for getting started if there is there one bit of advice that you got anywhere that mattered to you um as far as the a leads go um you know you just don't want to spend too much time with the people that are not interested you know not everybody's going to buy and that's okay but you got to get rid of those um that are not interested move on because they're just wasting your time and you're wasting their time um once you can move those to the side and then find the ones that really need our help then that's going to make your um business a whole lot more successful all right um now you've done your a leads have you set some goals we've been talking about that but what are your goals for the end of the year what would you like to see landon biddick's you know december 31st yeah you did it what is that well my biggest goal is i'm coming up on the um the fifty thousand mark my biggest goal is just to double my current business from now until December 31st. So going into this fourth quarter, doubling my business and then walking across stage and getting that income ring um, with <laughs> six months of work, that would be a pretty big goal for myself. Absolutely. Now, what would you say that your one piece of advice for someone who was on the fence would be if they just didn't know if this is the spot for them? How would you guide them? I mean, I wouldn't sugarcoat it. I would tell them to jump head first. I mean, that's the only way you're going to um, be successful, I think. Um, just because I noticed being part-time, I was kind of iffy at first. I was worried about how I was going to make money, how I was going to do this. Um, but then once I just jumped head first, it was a whole lot less stressful. Um, and you got to make the commitment to yourself first. And once you make that commitment to yourself, Everything else is going to play out in your favor um, as long as you follow the system, show up to the training, and um, do what we're telling you to do here. It's 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 life changing. Okay.
I'm going to open it up to anybody else who has questions for Landon. Okay, so I'm going to go with the first question. You know, first of all, congrats, Landon. What you have done is not easy. And definitely the hard work paid off there. But one question that I have for you, you know, being a baseball player, give me the biggest lesson that you learned in baseball that you were able to implement in this business. Uh, that's that's probably going to be a word that I call a grind because, you know, being a full-time student is hard enough, but then basically being a full-time athlete, which is basically a job, that that's it's a total grind. And from the time you wake up out of bed to the time you go to sleep, it's a consistent grind. You've got to be um, you've got to be mentally tough. You know, it's it's really not about how hard you can throw it, how far you can hit it, any of that stuff. It's it's all right here between the six inches um, between your ears. And you've got to be mentally tough. You got to fight through the tough times, um, bad games, bad days, bad pitch, whatever it may be. You've got to be mentally tough no matter what. Who is your ba favorite baseball player, by the way? Uh, <laughs> Derek Jeter. I know he just had his documentary come out um, a couple weeks ago, but but definitely Derek Jeter. Just how he, um, you know, went about his business, and uh, he he was just a a good athlete. Yeah, I still remember that game after 9-11 when, uh, when we got hit. And I think this was, uh, the game was like in November, if I remember back then, right? And he was really like the man, not just for the for the team, but also for the whole country. Remember, uh, you were not born there. Maybe you watched the documentary, right? Exactly. <laughs> Good. Okay, Dick and Connie, you have a question. Go ahead. You know, one of the things I wanted to know, uh, as a young person, when did you recognize, did you come to work here because of the income and the sales opportunity? And when did that transition over to, oh, this is an opportunity that could change my life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a little backstory is when I was at my full-time job, you know, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I've got my first couple of paychecks and it was the same amount. And I was looking at it and I was kept looking at it every two weeks. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm working more than 40 hours a week and I'm getting paid for the, the same effort. So um, at that point, I realized that I still had that life insurance license in my back pocket. And I was like, man, I know there's opportunity here, but maybe I just wasn't in the right fit. Um, and then once Marsha reached out and um, I found you guys, it was just, it was almost like it was meant to be. And I, I've always wanted to build my own business, um, have control of my own time and, you know, being 22 and knowing that you don't want to work for anybody for the rest of your life, I know that this is, there's no other option. This is going to be it. I can build a legacy for my family, um, you know, down the road. And then, um, you know, the freedom and then putting in the work now, it's going to pay off um, a lot sooner than it would if I had waited. Mark has a question. Oh, we can't hear you, Robert. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, first off, congratulations. And uh, I just wanted to pick your brain on how, uh, how long did it take you to make your first sale? And, and like, how, how was that? How did it go for you? Um, my first sale, I think it took me about um, 
Well, let me backtrack. I didn't start buying B leads until after a few weeks of training. I would um, lock myself in my office at my job. I would plug into the 9 a.m. training and then the rookie roundtable, and I would block out both of those hours in my schedule. And, um, you know, so I was kind of familiar with how the systems went. And then once I um, knew it was time to jump in, I didn't wait around. Um, I bought the B leads, called, text, did whatever it took. And then once I set a few appointments, you know, I made that first sale. I think it was after probably 30 appointments, I made that first sale. And he called me and I guided him and it went well. That's the thing. When, when, when they started, I told him, I said, just, I said, call me for anything. I'm here for you. If you don't lean on us, your upline, the, the team, then you're going to be flailing by yourself. But we have an amazing system. So lean on it. It works. Yeah, definitely. You're right, Marsha. I mean, this, this can be a very lonely business, Mark, because if you just try to do it by yourself, you're going to sooner or later hit those days where everything goes wrong. And when everything goes wrong and you don't have somebody to go and bounce ideas off and just even vent in a way, your mind and what's between your ears is going to start messing with you in like a big way. Like you are your worst enemy there, right? So that's why, you know, we say it's lonely, but you're not alone here, okay? You still depends on you, your own effort. But if somebody has a bad day, you know, we are here to support and we can guarantee everybody and you've seen it through these months, every bad day is followed by a good day. Just ask Jamar Mitchell, you know, last week, I mean, he had like a day, nothing. He still ended up with eight apps for the week. It just happens. He just goes through the process. But if he tried to do that by himself, a lot of things can go wrong. A lot of things. So, so Jamar, I know uh, you've been watching Landon from um, up close and personal. You guys are kind of like running buddies, you know, maybe talking some trash in the back. I don't know. So uh, what are some of, some of your observations of Landon in the last uh, few months? So um, I'm not going to lie. He reminds me a lot of uh, myself at his age. Uh, just and um, like funny story, actually, I met him at my first Equus event uh, that was in uh, North Carolina. Uh, what was that? Uh, Charlotte. Uh, no, not Florida. You Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't remember what month it was. It was a couple months ago. And um, he was sitting pretty close to me and I was just uh, talking to him, getting to know him. And he was like, just coming into the business. I'm like, so have you started selling yet? And he was like, no, I kind of just got here. And he was already at one of the meetings. So that's how I already knew that, okay, this he's trying to like be a go-getter and like really understand it. And, um, and cause Dick and Connie, they told me like, Hey, you're going to probably want to show up to all of these. And I was like, if that's what you're telling me to be successful, I will do it. And then a couple months goes by, I see him climbing up on the uh, leaderboard. And then I see him again when we had the uh, the Florida one recently. And our conversation was like way different. It was just like about growth and like learning and like just being the best person you can be. And then um, I, think I met your uh, your girlfriend or your wife or something, Landon, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was just a, it was a good time. And I just think he's uh, really smart and he really wants to learn. And he, I see his numbers on his uh, whiteboard sometimes back there. And I'm like, that's what I do. So I'm just like, OK, he, he he's got a goal and he's trying to go for it. And um, I just really appreciate that. in in the young minds, because even dudes my age, they don't they they ain't really trying to grind. And at your age, I was I was the only one of my friends who was trying to grind. I was like the first one of my friends to get a house. 
first one to have a sick car, first one to be making more money than all my friends. Like, and I can tell you're probably that guy in your group as well. So uh, definitely uh, appreciate having you on the team. And um, I love when uh, you guys are like kicking my butt on the leaderboard. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to pick my old ass up and work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Marsha. I just have a quick one. So Landon, you're building a team and you already have Ashley and she's come out and already started producing with her warm market. Who else is in the pipeline? What are your, what are your aspirations for the remainder of the year on the building side of life? Yeah. So I've, uh, September should be pretty promising. Um, I've got, um, about three or four new licensed agents coming on board. Um, and you know, just because I'm bringing them on board doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I mean, I'm going to continue just like I'm selling. Um, I'm just going to keep continuing to build um, and, and then just let the numbers play out for itself and continue to help them grow as well. Now, are these people you know, or is it cold market or a mix? Uh, it's a mix. Um, doing a little bit of warm market and cold market. Um, you were saying your cousin is one of them. She's kind of a go-getter. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Good job. Keep it up. Hey, Carrie hey. Weissel, you have a question. Go ahead. Hey, nice job, Marsha and uh, Landon there. I did want to point out something you said, Landon, and it, I'm wondering if I heard you wrong and even both answers are fantastic, but um, somebody a moment ago asked you about your first sale or whatever, and you said it took me, I heard 35 appointments. You might've said 35 sits as we used to call it. We used to actually sit at a kitchen table. Did you say you had 35 appointments before you had your first hit on the ball? 35 contacts. Yeah. Yeah. I messed that up. 35 contacts. So not 35 appointments. It was, I think actually my first appointment I ran, I ended up selling it. Wow. You just blew my hole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I was, I was trying to, you know, sometimes people start and there's early wins and then there's a little dry spell for a minute. So doesn't sound like you had too much of the dry spell part, but either way, guys, anybody who's newer and you're just trying to, you know, get, get some traction here. Some of us, it took endless appointments. So we finally got our sale and you'll see plenty of those on the leaderboards on the Equus website of people who are just absolutely making bank. And the whole key to the whole thing is just to stick with it. And uh, you've got to have a belief system. I just hired a warm market sale the other day and she's just blowing up my my texts on all the people speaking in her ear from not insurance world. And it's all the doubts are going in her head, you know, and uh, you know, you either can shake that out or you can't, you know, not, we can't have this many people on this call, all liars. Right. So you've got to get on here. I'm not just, I'm not talking to you, Landon, but I'm just saying you're one of the um, examples, an excellent example and Marsha's leadership. That's fantastic. Um, but just keep sticking with it because this thing, we just have to get through the leads until we find the person that, that wants it. You know, they're just waiting for us. That's it. Thank you, Carrie. Now we have uh, Mr. Lee Corbett, okay, hosting the Rookie Roundtable tirelessly. I know he's been working with Landon also. So, so Lee, what are kind of like your observations of, of, you know, his performance so far? Well, first of all, congratulations and big shout out to you, big fella. Um, I too have, have had the pleasure of meeting this young man in person. Uh, dynamic personality, great young man, super excited about what he brings to the team. I think he brings a lot of vitality to the team. 
um, a lot of excitement because he's got a lot of people wanting to chase, him, including one of my guys who they they have a once again a little friendly, you know, back and forth leader short leader um, leaderboard banter going back and forth. Uh, but I know there are several people that are watching him and they saying this young man, he's 22 years old and, and he's hungry. You know, that's the name of the game. He's so freaking hungry. He's so freaking coachable. He stay plugs in. I really can't say enough about, you know, how proud I am to see this young man just come in and just blossom right before our very eyes. Right. Um, he even pushes Jamar like Jamar has been around. Long, longer than he has, but Jarvis Jamar like, man, I need to get my stuff together. And so that pushes Jamar, but I like that because it creates this healthy, this healthy competition in the team. And, and none of it is none of it is bitter, right? Not one bit of it is bitter. It's everybody pushing each other, motivating each other. So we can all go out there and beat other little landings, right? Or uh, the best version of you, I should better say, because I always remember. Although Landon is a great example, he's doing some great things and we're expecting bigger things out of you, big guy. Um, but it's always you versus you. So always remember that. Always remember it's you versus you, but you got to go out there and give your personal best, but you got to go give your personal best. Don't just say, I'm going to do it. Go actually do it. Like I said, you see, he's got a, a whiteboard back there. You can tell he's back there keeping track of what's happening. What am I doing? What do I need to do? And, and he's sticking to it. So once again, Landon, man, congratulations on making sales manager. Keep on keeping on. Keep pushing. Keep motivating everybody to follow your lead. And uh, we can't wait to see more sales manager come out the pipeline. We've got more of them coming, coming up very, very shortly. That's it. Thank you, Lee. And thank you, Landon. Thank you, Marsha. Everybody that asked questions, thank you. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have another interview. And uh, tomorrow it's going to be Bridget with her new uh, new person who is a spotlight agent, a person who just went and made it happen. It was one of those things. She made a mess and she made a good one. And we always like that, right? And Connie Sylvester is going to tell you the story with Brandon Hall when they were on vacation. They showed up on Monday. The guy submitted 11 applications over the weekend and all of them were written on the wrong application. Right. She was very happy to clean that mess. So we always like cleaning up the messes. We just don't like people who don't make any messes. Because <laughs> if you don't make any messes, that means you did not take any risk. You didn't try hard enough. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. But this was this was a great example what uh, our team is built on. So we're going to be built on a bunch of lanterns. And uh, can't wait to see what this young man is going to bring bring to the table. He started young. I wish I did this 20 years ago. So good job. And then Bridget with her guest is tomorrow, same time. 